eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back. Silver and Black today, the home stretch here on our Tuesday edition the off-season podcast. Yes. The AFC and NFC championship games. Duh. Crazy stuff. Chiefs and the Eagles in the Super Bowl out in Glendale, Arizona. We'll talk about that in the coming week. But right now, we're still focused on the Raiders, of course, and what the Raiders are going to do. So, on the show right now, you have co-GMs. You have Mo Midtown Mo Moten there, and then you have Scott here. Uh, and we're going to give you our plans. How do you how do you beat the Chiefs? The Chiefs again, five straight AFC Championship games at home, going to the Super Bowl again with a chance to win another trophy, which would, they would then equal the amount of trophies won by the Raiders. By the way, if the Chiefs win, so I know Raider fans are going to root really hard against them because it's the one thing they have over Chiefs fans still. Um, but to unseat the Chiefs in the AFC West, the Raiders got to get a lot better. What are they going to do in order to do that? We know they need to get a quarterback. We know they need to do an offense. But we're going to give you some specifics. And, Mo, I want to start with you on the quarterback position. We've talked about Tom Brady. Now, I'll tell you, on Thursday's show, we're going to do a deep dive on Tom, on Tom Brady again and talk about why I don't think he's actually going to come to Las Vegas. We'll talk about that on Thursday. But when you look at the quarterback position and what they're going to do here, clearly you have Jared Stidham sitting there if they re-sign him and keep him as a backup. So you need to get a, a starter in there, number one. And number two, you have to think about the future at quarterback as well. You could do the same if you get a guy you feel really great about and think you can start as a rookie, great. If not, you got to get a bridge quarterback we've talked to, I've talked about so many times on this show. Mo, let's start with this. What do you do? What's your approach as a GM? I know there's a lot of unknowns right now, but just based on what we know and and the market out there, what's going on, what would you do starting with this team at quarterback heading into the draft and the free agent market? Are you ready, Raider fans? Cover your ears. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Sign Tom Brady. 
know what you just said. <laughs> I know what you just said. Okay. I hear you. I know you're already, but, you get, no, by the way, you are getting a lot of heat on Twitter. Yeah, I am. From a lot of our listeners about that. Hey, you're the brain. I'm like, oh my and, and it's so funny because I sat there and I watched the tuck rule and I don't yeah. blame, and I don't want to get off on a tangent on this, but I don't blame <laughs> Brady for that. He didn't make yeah. the call. Like yeah. blame the referee. Don't, he benefited from the call, but it's not like Tom Brady put on a referee shirt and blew the whistle himself and called the, you know, had the tuck rule in his favor. And, 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 and God rest his soul, Franco Harris. This is why Phil Villapiano and Franco Harris were good friends. Like it happened they played it up, but they came very close friends. So Phil Villapiano, who lost the chance to go to the Super Bowl because of that play that hit the ground and he was clipped, the Immaculate Deception, okay? He was friends with the guy that did the play, but yet fans will not be happy if Tom Brady is signing with the Raiders. It's very interesting. I'm signing Tom Brady. It's, <laughs> it, look. If I'm the GM of the Raiders and I'm going into year two after a six and eleven season, I gotta win football games. And mm -hmm. I don't think signing Jacoby Brissett or re-signing Jarrett Stenham is gonna get me more than six wins. Tom Brady hasn't missed the playoffs since the year he sat out with a torn ACL in 2008. I was in college. I've been out of college for 15 years, okay? That's how long it's been since Tom Brady has I've been, been out a lot longer than that. So, I mean, I, if I want to win some football games and I want to bring some respect back to the Raiders organization and this team, I'm signing Tom Brady. But because I'm signing Tom Brady doesn't mean I'm not drafting a quarterback because I've said this all along. Regardless of what the Raiders do at the quarterback position, unless it's you know bringing in Lamar Jackson, which is – I said it's not going to happen. It's a pipe dream because he doesn't fit Josh McDaniel's system. Then you're drafting a quarterback. Just because you want to have quarterbacks in and out of the door, I would probably draft Tanner McKee out of Stanford in the second or third round if he's available. Because people say, well, why are you doing that with Tom Brady? The Patriots also did it. Jimmy Garoppolo was a second-round pick. Jacoby Brissett was a third-round pick. Jared Stidham was a fourth-round pick. Those guys were drafted during Tom Brady's time as a starter in New England. So... It's not unheard of to have Tom Brady in your roster and still draft a quarterback. So, yes, I would sign Tom Brady, and I would still draft the quarterback in the second or third round. That's what I would do at quarterback. But go ahead, Scott. There you go. So so, so you're all in on Brady, and then you're getting a quarterback in rounds two through four-ish, somewhere like that. Okay. Correct. So, so I'm going the opposite approach here, right? And I think, I think bold times call for bold moves. Listen. Some of you who say they should trade up to the number one pick, no. The Bears, by the way, would ask for so much, you would be hampering yourself in the other areas you need to help with your team, okay? So mm -hmm. the only trade opportunity I see for the Raiders, if they really like one of the three quarterbacks, Stroud, Young, or Levis, is you can only target number three, the Arizona Cardinals. The Cardinals don't need a quarterback. Obviously, they have Kyler Murray. Behind them are two teams that do need a quarterback, and that is Indianapolis and Seattle. Even if Seattle, which I believe they're going to stay uh, and and stay with Geno Smith, re-sign him, which would be a smart move for them. Uh, and I still think that they're going to get a quarterback uh, there as well, too. So that means the Raiders have one opportunity, and that is to trade up to them. If they if they're I'm going on the assumption if I'm Dave Ziegler in his shoes right now, they love one of those guys. Okay, whether it's Stroud, Young, whoever. And so what I'm going to do is I have draft capital from this year and next year. <clears throat> And I'm going to trade up to Arizona spot at number three, and I'm going to take 
Um, I'm going to take C.J. Stroud. That, that's what I do, right? I take C.J. Stroud, and then I go, I sign one of the other free agents, probably a guy. I know it's not going to make anybody excited. If you thought people didn't like Tom Brady, at least he wins. Uh, you sign Jacoby Brissett or somebody like that. I mean, there's Teddy Bridgewater. I think Brissett's better than Bridgewater, frankly. Um, and there's Garoppolo, which get, he gets hurt too much. So I, I think you go get that, that, that your, your prize piece for the next 10, 15 years or 12 years, whatever it is at quarterback and you trade up and you get him. Now I know you say these guys are not generational talents. I think Stroud and Levis, although I think Levis, as much as people love him would take a little longer to develop. They both can fit in that system of Josh McDaniels well. Could Bryce Young? Yes, but he'll be gone. So to me, I think that you go up and you get one of those guys. You set the face of your franchise for the next few years. Yes, you have to develop him. Uh, you have to make sure you're able to do that, and you got to get the guy to come in and move that offense because that offense is going to do well. And by the way, if those young quarterbacks, one of that young quarterback that you take at three, if you can get move up to three, if they come along and they start in their first year, great. And you got a bet, you got a veteran as a backup, and it's great to go. If he doesn't, then you give him a year or two to develop, like we saw with Jalen Hurts. Uh, we saw with Patrick Mahomes after a year. Joe Burrow was thrown into the fire and got injured. But out of those guys, he was able to do – those two guys were able to perform just fine if they were brought along well. And I think that's what the Raiders should do at quarterback. Thoughts? I'm actually not – I'm actually not opposed to that plan. That would actually – I think I mentioned this on our previous show, that that would actually be my plan if the Raiders don't get a Tom Brady. Right. So let's say the Raiders – let's say, say Tom Brady signed – Tom Brady signed somewhere else and the Raiders are left with Jimmy Garoppolo, Jacoby Brissett, and Jared Stidham. Mm-hmm. I would definitely totally move up to go get a CJ Stroud. He's the quarterback that I've targeted plenty of times. And then that's probably in the you then you move into the Pittsburgh Steelers lane where you have a veteran. They had Mitchell Trubisky and then they drafted Kenny Pickett, who was later in the draft, by the way. But yeah. you go into the season and you you start your veteran, and until he flames out and gets hurt, or unless the rookie is ready to play from day one, then you have your rookie sit behind your veteran for a few games or several games and then Eventually, you turn it over to your rookie, which in this case, in your scenario, would be C.J. Stroud. That's a plan that I actually like if there's no Tom Brady. Yeah, and I, I listen, I think the, 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 talking about trading up, trading down, all that stuff sounds great. It's hard, though, because you never know what else is going on, right? You don't know what the asking price. The Cardinals, they have a new GM. That new GM knows that the spotlight's on them. It's their first draft. They have the number three pick. They might not want to trade out of there. They, won't, they might want to just get their guy and get done with it. But you also have the Colts and the Seahawks. You say it's one spot or two spot. Yeah, they might want to trade up too. And then suddenly the Seattle Seahawks have more draft picks than the entire NFL. I swear to God, it's crazy. They have, they have what, 14 or 15 draft picks this year? It's insane. Or 13, I think it is. I'm exaggerating. But it's a ton. So, so if I'm the Seahawks and I want to move up to number three, I can give you a bunch. So that's where the Raiders might be hampered there. But if the Raiders can get a deal where they give up their own number one at seven – and then uh, a two or a three next year or whatever the compensation is, then you got to do it. But but that's all dependent on what happens there. So 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 I agree. I I, I just think, and we'll get into it next show. But I just don't think Brady's going to come to Las Vegas. I I don't I don't disagree with the strategy of trying to get him there. I just think when he looks at the situation, he's not going to go there. Okay, so there you have. That's one of the big positions, quarterback. Now we switch to the defensive side of the ball. Most so many needs. On this team, uh, we have needs up front. I'm actually going to start um, at linebacker 
and a guy that I really think they should target, a guy I've liked for a long time, and that is Levante David. I like him at at linebacker. Uh, And I start with linebacker because I know you're going to go into defensive line. There's so many options there. You've mentioned a couple on previous shows, and we'll get there. But it has been such a black hole for the Raiders for so long. And here's a guy who's got a lot left in the time. I mean, look at his age. But but he's he's a guy that I like the way he plays, and I think how I've understood and watched Patrick Graham's system this this year, I think he fits nicely. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week. You can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I think he does too. I think the major worry you mentioned his age is he going on a sharp decline. Surely didn't show it this past season. If I'm going with the linebacker position, I want to solidify the middle of defense. I'd probably go with Tremaine Edmonds if he hits the market. The Bills mm-hmm. have to let him uh, let him go for contractual reasons. I would take a look at Tremaine Edmonds because he's young. Tremaine Edmonds because he's younger. A lot of people say, well, he he played with a good defense. How how good do we know? How good can he be if he's not within a good defense the Raiders don't have so I, I would say you take a chance on a guy like that he did go in the first round so he obviously has the potential so I wouldn't really doubt him too much but he's a guy I would consider the other position I think the Raiders should address in Frazier without a doubt is the cornerback spot and I'm going to look at the same team that the Levante David played on this past season that's T- Tempe Buccaneers Jamel Dean could hit the market mm-hmm. and if Jamel Dean hits the market I'm signing him because the Raiders have tried to fill the cornerback position. They just have not done well, whether it's due to trap or free agency. They've just struck out. I know Rocky Sin had a decent year, wasn't able to stay healthy down the stretch, but I think the Raiders need to spend at the position and draft a guy because Nahavs did regress under Patrick Graham. So you bring in a veteran, you bring in a rookie just in case that regression continues. But Jamel D is the guy I'm looking at. As far as the draft is concerned, Cam Smith, Clark Phillips the third or two guys I'm looking at Smith out of South Carolina Clark Phillips out of Utah nice yeah and and this is the thing too I want to say because a lot of the Raiders fans that listen to us have said to me especially since we're talking about defense have said we got to go out and sign some big free agents and I'm fine but you look at guys and I know some of these guys even though they're unrestricted free agents they may end up staying with the team you look at Philly's uh, defensive line right I think three of those four guys the starters are free agents correct um, including Hargrave, right? You look at him, he's making, tw- he's making 20 million this year. His, they, they say his market value was 20. He's making 20, 20.1 this year as well. Um, and or no, his contract is 13. So he's due for a raise, right? So his, his value is up to 20 million. You're talking about paying 20 million for a defensive tackle. Uh, I don't, I don't know that you can put all the, I mean, you might be able to get one of those guys, but you have to prioritize, right, Mo? I think this is why the draft, and, and I agree with fans, you got to hit on the draft with some defensive players, especially in the line defensive backfield. Because uh, to me, the key prime free agents up front might be, even with the Raiders' cash situation, might be out of touch or out of reach, knowing that you have uh, all those other contracts to deal with. And you just gave Max Crosby his deal. Chandler Jones, you got to pay at least one more year. 
How do you see that defensive front and and what they're going to be able to do there on the free agent market? Are you like me thinking that they're going to have to probably fill most of it through the draft? I think they're going to have to go to the draft to fill their defensive tackle needs simply because they've already paid Bilal Nichols a lot. Unless they try to move or cut Bilal Nichols, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they're probably going to have to do it through the draft because I don't see Dave Ziegler spending, you know, 15 to 20 million on a defensive tackle at the free agent market. I, I like Javon Hargrave. I, I think he would be great for the Raiders. But if the Raiders do go for a defensive tackle for HC, it could probably be a guy like Larry Ogunjobi, who I've been calling for, I think, the previous year. He signed with the Steelers instead. But he's a guy I would look for because he wouldn't cost as much as a, as a Hargrave. Hargrave would probably be a dream scenario, and so would Deron Payne. Deron Payne is probably going to get tagged by the commander, so I don't even think he hits the market. But those two guys would be great to help the Raiders' defense. The problem is... You can only spend but so much money. So if they get a veteran quarterback, if they get a Tom Brady, <laughs> if they go get a cornerback, if they sign a linebacker, a top linebacker, then that means the other positions of need they're going to have to address through the draft. I think defensive tackle being a non-premium position, they aren't going to want to pay top dollar for that. They'll go through the draft. Yeah, no, no question. Uh, all right, let's talk now um, quickly, and we're just doing this. You know, we're doing this off the cuff, so to speak. But you look at defensive backfield. We talked about. Um, Jesse Bates from Cincinnati at safety. There's a couple other safeties, a couple of cornerbacks. Um, I think this is going to be where they're going to have to go get a veteran at one of those spots, uh, but also supplement that with young players. They tried to do that in the last, what, three years, actually, if you look at some of the signings they've done. Um, But this one, you have to shore it up pretty quickly, especially being in the AFC West. Uh, Kellen Moore now is the play caller in in Los Angeles for the Chargers. Um, What do you see there, Mo, that you like a defensive back as far as free agents go? I've been calling out for Jesse Bates. I understand he's probably going to cost a lot, though, because he's probably arguably the best safety that's going to hit the market. He's been mm-hmm. wanting a, a multi-year, a lucrative multi-year deal from the Bengals for a couple of years now. They have they have resisted doing that. Yep. So I, if the Raiders are going to spend big on a non-premium position, I think Jesse Bates can change the back into that defense because the Raiders need to force turnovers. They haven't been able to do that with any consistency in recent years. I believe they they're last in they were last interceptions this past season. So get a guy who's going to force turnovers, and Jesse Bates can do that. Yeah, and he he said in the Cincinnati papers that um, he wasn't going to play for less than ten million dollars. So there you go, you got some price there, <clears throat> and and I get it. He's been waiting, he's been tagged, uh, and so he's he now wants his money, and I get it. So we'll see, and I think it would be money well invested uh, invested. Excuse me, there for him. Now we go to the offensive side of the ball. I mean, listen. Right tackle. Uh, lots of, there's some good tackles. I mean, I know a lot of the mock drafts have the Raiders taking a tackle high at that number seven position. If they were to sign Tom Brady, I can see that happening. Uh, if they don't sign Tom Brady, they go quarterback. Let's just go into that assumption. We'll get both options from you. If they don't sign Brady, go quarterback. What is there anyone on the free agent market that intrigues you that would be available for the Raiders on that right side? I would say probably Kelvin Beecham. Kelvin Beecham is a name that I like. Isaiah Wynn, a lot of people are going to bring up that name because, for, you know, the he, he's familiar with Josh McDaniels and that staff. But he had, he's injury prone. And if mm-hmm. you're going to sign him, you're probably going to draft a tackle anyway because you're not counting on him to play a full season. Beecham has been more consistent. Beecham hasn't been hurt as much as Isaiah Wynn. Beecham is not a big name, so you don't have to, you're probably not going to have to pay top dollar for him. I think that will be a good option for the Raiders if they're looking to fill or upgrade over Jermaine Illuminar. 
George Fan, who played with the Jets past couple of years, is also a decent pickup. Although he was hurt last year, he's a decent alternative that you're not going to have to pay a whole lot of money to. Yeah, I think he's getting about two or three million, right, or three million from the Jets. Uh, but you look at Beecham uh, and Reisner, right? Reisner's another guy that's out there uh, as well. Yeah, he's a guard. Um, for he plays right side though, does he not? I think he plays on the left side. He plays. Okay, there you go. So, the, hello, wake up. Um, <laughs> you look at that, uh, and and the rest of the market, you know, not not exactly. Uh, I think hot. I mean, you look at uh, we talked about Mugenchi and, and the fact that he's kind of fallen off a lot. You have Orlando Brown, um, but I think he's going to stay in the fold with the Chiefs or go to a team that'll give him the money. Young guy, twenty-seven years old, right? So, so he's a guy who can be there for years to come. But I don't know that uh, the Raiders are going to spend that kind of money, especially with the talent you're going to find in the draft. And remember, he wants to play left tackle. Yeah, he wants to switch over. So you would have he wants because that's the reason he left Baltimore. Baltimore yeah. He was a right tackle at Baltimore. He signed with the Chiefs to play left tackle, and that's what the Chiefs needed after Patrick Mahomes got pummeled in that Super Bowl with the Tampa mm-hmm. Buccaneers. So remember, they rebuilt their offensive line over one <laughs> offseason, and Lionel Brown was one of the moves they made to acquire him. So I, he wants to stay at left tackle like his dad played, and I think if, if the Raiders want to consider him, that means they would have to move Colton Miller to the right side. Yeah, that's a risky proposition uh, with the way Colton Miller is. And, and, and like you said on a previous show, we've had guests on who talked about how it's like trying to write with your left hand when you're right-handed and vice versa, switching right. over. It's just a whole different game, and you don't want to do that. You want, And that's where the Raiders got in trouble under Gruden, right, which is the drafting guys and trying to play them in positions that they hadn't played before and only played briefly, and it just hasn't worked out. So. So I I don't support that unless something happens and you're not uh, you're not uh, gonna have confidence in Colt Miller, which wouldn't make sense anyway. When you, when you look, Mo, at, go ahead, go ahead, you had something else. What? And I know we're not getting to draft guys at right tackle, but I if the Raiders do sign Tom Brady, I would do exactly what the Buccaneers did: get a right tackle as one of your top draft picks. They got Tristan Wirfs in the first yes. round, and that all season they acquired Tom Brady. The Raiders, if they sign a Tom Brady. Go get Darnell Wright out of Tennessee. To me, he's the guy to look out for. I think he's the top right tackle in this draft class. He is. Absolutely. That's an I know a couple of the mocks that I saw had him going there as well. Mo, before we cut out of here, anything else when you look at what the Raiders need to do this season to start to look at unseating the Chiefs? What is there another player out there that you think is a must, or I shouldn't say a must go get, but a must want for this Raiders team that could make a huge difference, presumably on defense? Good edge rushers usually don't hit the market, so it's hard to find an edge yeah. rusher at the top of his game. As you saw with Chandler Jones, big name, but he's on the downside. I think when it comes down to it, the Raiders are going to have to do it through the draft this year, simply because now, now that's if they sign a Tom Brady. If they sign yeah. a Tom Brady, they're going to have to do a lot during the draft because that's money spent on a quarterback. If they mm-hmm. don't sign Tom Brady, then you can start. Think about overspending possibly for guys like, I don't want to say overspend, but spending big for guys like Javon Hargrave or, or Deron Payne if they hit the market. If one of those two guys somehow wind up on the market, the Raiders need to get one of them because that will help Max Crosby and Chandler Jones on the outside. Yeah, and and not only that, but it goes back to what we talked about in segment two about quarterback or defense, and that is if one is – is is a little behind the other then the other one's got to be better right so so if, if if you go with a rookie quarterback and you're going to have a or you have a bridge quarterback you got to build that defense and and compensate for what you might lack on the offensive side until you can develop it so uh that's a that's a great point about the draft and i think this is where 
we'll know if Dave Ziegler, at least from the get-go, can put this together and address the needs. I mean, we don't know if the players will work out. It'll take time to see that. But if he addresses the need and you see the draft, you say, okay, they've addressed all these key positions that they've had and they supplemented it with free agent signings, then you can feel good about that and saying, okay, this is headed in the right direction, which I know is what Raider Nation wants. It's all they want is to see that things are going in a positive direction. So we'll see. All right, Mo. Well, we're going to cut out of here for this Tuesday. We'll be back on Thursday. We're going to talk some more about Tom Brady, quarterback, and all that stuff uh, on that show, as well as uh, the latest Raiders news and updates. And we're also going to get to your mail. So let's do that as well. Man, it goes by so quickly. Sometimes it does. Sometimes not so much. <laughs> Sometimes Scott just drones on and I'm going to get out of here. Yeah, I got you. I got you. Okay, cool. Uh, anyway, we will talk to you on Thursday, my friend. Make sure you check out Mo's work up on Bleacher Report and SportsNot.com. You also need to follow him on Twitter at M-O-E-M-O-T-O-N. Also, do not forget the reason he is now called Midtown Mo. <laughs> is because he's doing the Bleacher Report live shows where you can go talk to him uh, and you can check that out. Download the Bleacher Report app and you can look for him on there and do it. Or if you're on the website, you'll find the video as well. He's, you know, Scott. Same, were you wearing the same hat when you did it today? Actually, no. I, I had the clean fade. Had oh, clean fade. that's had right. Clean you don't fade, have hats my, on. Had the clean I, fade. I, I get, professional I, look going. I get the gym rat mo. They get the professional mo. You, you get the hood version of Mo. They get the professional nine to five. <laughs> Midtown Mo. Midtown Mo. We're going to come into the studio I need, with a suit on. If any of our, if any of our listeners out there uh, make music, I don't care if it's as a hobby. I don't care if it's hip hop, if it's rock, whatever it is, please do a Midtown Mo show or theme song, song. Excuse me. The theme song. Yes. We need a Mo Midtown Mo theme song. So I'm putting the challenge out there. We will play it on the show. We will have a Midtown Mo segment every show so everybody will hear your song. We'll give you plugs. All right, my man. I'll talk to you on Thursday. Absolutely. All right. Uh, we guys appreciate you being here with us. Do us a favor. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Also, when you're up there, hit the auto download. And by the way, up on iTunes, go give us a five-star rating if you would. We would appreciate that. Uh, we appreciate you guys and all of your support. And look forward to talking to you next time. For Mo Moten, I'm Scott Branson, And for our producer, David Stepanian, have a great rest of your week. We'll talk to you on Thursday, Raider Nation. Bye-bye now.